There are, Tybo, a lot of NFL coaching vacancies. Vacancies, you say? (laughs) One that's been filled already must have been the plan from the beginning. I really, really, really thought Vrabel at least had an opportunity to interview with the Patriots. I didn't think he would want that gig, but I thought he would at least potentially take an interview there. And they didn't even give him the chance. They took uh, former linebacker of theirs, Gerard Mayo, as their head coach the very next day um, after they parted ways with legendary coach Bill Belichick. Does that, that must have been the plan, but does that surprise you that the Patriots would do that? So I think even a lot of people in the sports world thought Vrabel would at least have a shot at the Patriots job. Um, but everything kind of makes sense now that I've seen that uh, man, I think NFL films were interviewing some Patriots players. Uh, Julian Edelman was there, but it was a video that I did not see um, when it like came out at the time. I'm not really sure how old it is, but old enough to where Gerard Mayo was still playing on the Patriots alongside, uh, I guess, this lineman they were talking to and Julian Edelman. Um, but he w- has been referred to as like, Gerard Belichick, like Bill Belichick's son, (laughs) Bill Jr., however you want to, like, he's, Bill took to him, um, and um, Gerard uh, left football to go do some stuff in the business world, and came back to football, and now there's, I mean, all accounts, all sources, everybody's like, I mean, it, it looks, it sounds, it looks... Um, it's set up so that he's probably going to be successful. Um, it sounds like he knows what he's talking about. It sounds like he knows how to lead people. Um, and player coaches who know what the hell they're talking about usually do pretty well. Um, they usually get, I mean, maybe, maybe record and success wise, not, not so much, but as far as like winning a locker room and having like being on the side of their players, I think that's huge nowadays. And I don't know. I think it would I think the possibility of it working in this era of the NFL versus in previous eras of the NFL are above and beyond. Like I I think player coaches today will succeed much more than they did elsewhere. Um and that's due to their ability inside the locker room like you just said of being able to win the locker room and ownership realizing that players will play for those guys versus playing for a GM or a coach. Maybe they don't know and maybe would look to be today, look to part ways with a GM before they would part with a head coach anymore. And I I don't think that's mainly just for like player coaches. I think that's where the movement is headed, but I think that's also can be the same said the same for just coaches in general today. I think they have a lot more say um, over the team that than GMs do. You look at some most of the successful teams, and they have a GM who was picked by the coach. Kansas City Chiefs. Pete Carroll had picked his GMs in in Seattle. Um, Bill Belichick was obviously the GM in in New England. Uh, there's there's others um, that I won't go into detail about, but you can keep listing them off. And uh, the ones that the teams that have had the most success have generally uh, had something to say about their GM uh, uh, coming in in that role. 
Well, yeah, and I mean, this just seems like another in-house move by the Patriots. And uh, but do we? I don't think Robert Kraft is going. Robert Kraft is going anywhere. Like, no, Kraft. I mean, well, Kraft isn't selling. He's not going to sell. But I will be interested to see. That's the owner. Who's the GM then? No one. It was Bill Belichick. So now they're also. That's where I was also going to go. Is do they hand the reins of GM over to Gerard Mayo? I personally would say no. I also don't know Gerard Mayo. Is his talent acquisition that good? Is he willing to be as diligent as Bill Belichick was uh, when when he held both positions? Sorry, I don't um, think Bill Belichick was actually good at that point at, at that at that aspect of football. There's I think, so, <laughs> I, a lot well, of conflicting evidence. <laughs> yes and no, right? Because when we look at the defensive side, Bill Belichick was amazing. He's known as one of the defensive gurus. He was able to bring in talent on the defensive side. On the offensive side, he was able to bring in, uh, I mean, obviously Tom Brady, but he was also to bring in some of the best offensive linemen across the league to keep Tom Brady healthy, minus one year that he tore his ACL. Other than that, yeah, I, think there, I mean, he I think there were some holes. <laughs> I, think, I think there were some holes, and they were, were all at receiver. There were there were definitely some deficiencies at receiver, uh, but Tom Brady was able to make those things work. And so, it, I mean, it, I his talent acquisition at receiver, horrific. Every every other aspect of of that, like yeah, Bill Belichick was a guy who was able to do both jobs very well. There's a reason he was a GM and a head coach for as long as he was. Uh, but now they not they're turning over both leaves. They needed a new head coach who they've now gotten Gerard Mayo, and they need one. They need a new GM who, again, I'm not. I don't know if they'll go Gerard Mayo both positions or if they'll actually find somebody to fill that GM role. It it might be hard to find. Like I don't know this world at all, but it, and it might be hard to find out there. But like, as long as you have a group of people in the specific positions that they're paid to be in, um, that all have the same goal of the success and the proliferation of that franchise. I think it's good to have a little bit of a balance of power and multiple perspectives. Um, I, who knows um, what the actual downfall of the last few seasons of Bill Belichick's career in new England was, um, but maybe it has something to do with Bill Belichick taking both of those roles. Um <clears throat> So yeah. I, uh, it's, it's something it's off season television to keep your eye on the def, the NFL definitely keeps you involved all year round. Uh, Cause I'm, I'm invested in who's going to be GM or not uh, of the Patriots. I'm also invested in who's going to be the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. They've got a fan. We've talked about it. They've got a pretty good team. They need a little couple more pieces here and there. They look pretty solid. And Bill Belichick was seen having an interview with Arthur Blank, owner of the Falcons, on Arthur Blank's yacht earlier this week, uh, over the weekend. Uh, so that's a pretty interesting development. We'll have to see what happens. There's going to be probably quite a few teams that are clamoring for Bill Belichick. Um, uh, the, the Chargers are obviously somebody else. So we'll have to see. Uh, what all happens, but I thought that was interesting that Arthur Blank was hosting interviews on his yacht. What better place to do it, man? I would be doing Why not? that if I was him. Why not? Surprise the cons who own the Jaguars don't do that. Right. I And we've 
you said this before as well when discussing the topic, but Atlanta to me seems like the premier spot for a head anybody any open positions, whatever whatever they got to offer. Sign me up for a Falcons job. Um damn <clears throat> I forget what oh uh, on top of everything about their roster and the stuff that we have talked about, uh they're in a weak ass division and it's ripe for the taking. So a good side of Baker Mayfield. there. All right, bud. One one playoff win. What's against that's a dying two. team? That's two. He's got two playoff wins. Just two and one. Year. Just talking about this year. Two and one. He doesn't have two playoff wins with the Bucks. No. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of other coaching vacancies. Uh, some that will probably be open because the Dallas Cowboys are currently expected to fire Mike McCarthy, which that could be another spot for Bill Belichick. Um, and then you've obviously got whatever situations going on in Philadelphia with Nick Sirianni, who we've until been talking we, about. Until we hear it from Jerry's mouth, I'm not sold on anything. Everybody that talks about it, it keeps saying if if McCarthy gets fired, if this happens, if blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I think he's dumb enough to hang on to him for another year, but <laughs> he could be. He could be. Uh, I mean, no matter what, Jerry's not smart enough to actually hire the right person to get the job done. He wants a yes man. He doesn't want like an actual coach. Uh, there's a reason why he didn't bring back. Uh, I think he's the only team that I think he's the only guy that pays enough to get Harbaugh away from Michigan. I, uh, Chargers. You you think they'll pay? Yeah, it's not like he's locked. In. He's got he's got one year left on his deal. That's why they offered him another contract uh, that said that you can't also you also cannot go uh, and speak to an NFL team for the next two years. And then he didn't sign the deal. It's still on the table, and he went out and hired an agent. He's looking to go anywhere in the NFL. He's he's conquered. He has conquered everything that he wanted to do in college football, go back to his alma mater, bring them to power and greatness, win just, them a national championship, and get a Super one, Bowl title. Just one natty, though? One natty and then go to the NFL and get yourself an, a Super Bowl and then ride off into the sunset. That's all he's You got missing. one, you got one, now you're out. And that's all he's missing. The new Pete Carroll. <laughs> all right. Well, Super Wild Card Weekend, Tybo, did not disappoint. It Outside of one game. A little bit. Really? What disappointed you this week? Oh, uh I had two I had two losses and pick them, you know. Yeah. No. You, I'm disappointed that the Lions couldn't win by three points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looking did. at it, Tybo, Tybo gained some ground this week. All right. Tybo did gain some ground. He and I both finished three and two while Sean had a measly one and four against the spread this week. Uh, I've clamored back up and have tied Sean. Steelers. <laughs> yeah. Pick the Steelers. Don't know what he's thinking. Uh, I climbed back up and have tied Sean with 136 total wins uh, while Tybo only lags behind by two games. He's at 134 wins. We've got. We got four. Uh, How far under five hundred are we? Not not far. Uh, one hundred thirty six and one hundred forty one. Okay, 
So like we probably have to go undefeated through the Super Bowl <laughs> to get 500 right. or one game above. Uh, right. But we're right there. This is against the spread. It's not easy. <laughs> Money line, no problem. We'll start off quick games from Saturday night. We've already obviously covered the Chiefs game. If you haven't heard that, go uh, find us, Bob and Bo Show, on YouTube. It was a YouTube exclusive. Go listen to that game breakdown. But the Browns versus the Texans, I was super surprised about this game, Tybo, because the Browns had the one of the best, probably the best defense in the entire NFL. And it wasn't just for like half a season uh, at the beginning or at the end. It was consistent throughout that these guys were the best. They had, they were easily taking the ball away. They were able to stuff any run, any pass. I don't think they allowed really over 17 points on average, um, which really helped out their offense, who had a lot of trouble with Deshaun prior to his injury, then bringing in old ass Joe Flacco. Got they they got mud Mississippi mud stopped by the Houston Texans. Like it it wasn't even a competition. Listen, you you slipped something in there that uh, is important to how successful they were in the regular season on defense and why they actually lost this game. Uh, the turnover battle the turnover differential is a numbers game they were highly successful in getting turnovers in the regular season and in a full regular season two playoff full nfl length season that shit does not last the whole season if you see consistent success in that i mean it's it's bound to crumble like if that is what's winning you games you cannot rely just solely on that and that's why the cleveland browns did not win this game. Their offense was serviceable, but highly lacking. And their defense, while they played great, I mean, relying on just turning the ball over and the big play isn't practical in the NFL. That's how they were built. That's 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 the way that's the way it went for the Cleveland Browns team this year. Um, and the high, I mean. Say what you want about their receiving core, but I'm going to say the high-powered Texans here on offense were enough to overcome the Browns. Let's give C.J. Stroud his, his credit. Yeah, they've, they've got a really, really, really good receiver in Nico Collins. Uh, they lost Tank Dell. Dalton Schultz has been up and down with injuries all season. Um, they had running back issues. You started off with Damian Pierce, who didn't, who had a fantastic year last year until injury, came in this year and did not play well. So you go to backup, you turn to backup Devin Singletary, who was a third stringer in Buffalo and could never get the job done, turn into a very formidable RB1 in Houston. And Devin Singletary definitely fell out of favor, but he at one point headed their like trio of running backs in Buffalo. And he's um, averaged I, less than three yards a carry. I don't think that's true. Um, uh, I think you're just pulling that out of your was, ass. I think it was 2.6 yards per Anyways, carry. It, you know, Devin Singletary was, was enough to be a starting running back in the NFL. And I think he found a second life here in Houston. Um, but it came at a good time for them because Damian, like you said, Damian Pierce wasn't seeing the success that he saw last year. I will say the running back, their backfield as a whole started to have more success the second half of the season. Uh, 
Devin Singletary had to miss a game and Damian Pierce got the the starting nod again and he had a he had a decent game. I, it was either it was close to if not over 100 yards. Um so their backfield as a whole did much better in the second half of the season and um I I, I haven't looked into this done my research but I think it had I, I think they got healthier on the offensive line or you know maybe some Correct, yeah. flip was switched switch was flipped um but yeah they they had way more running success in the second half of the season they they carried that momentum into the playoffs um and I truly believe that they can beat the Ravens <laughs> Yeah, they they did. You are right with the with the injuries <clears throat> on the offensive line. It started at the beginning of the season, and they got down to uh, they got down to their third string offensive line, and it was still at that time in the midst of C.J. Stroud not throwing an interception, and you and Sean blowing it off. He's a rookie. It'll happen. Yada, yada. It clearly never happened. You guys were, you and Sean were both never on the train and now you are. You're welcome. I'm still, I mean. You're welcome. The se- the, the second year. The just desserts. The second year jump is, is hard for a lot of guys. Okay. It doesn't always happen. So it's not always after the the first couple seasons of Patrick Mahomes are like, Oh, they got film on him. Now they got film on him. They're going to be able to play him. Like that's all possible. CJ Shroud might not repeat this shit next year. He might not. And he totally could because the, the rules in the NFL are based to help out the quarterbacks as much and the offense as much as humanly possible. And CJ Stroud, I do agree with you. It is possible that they could go in and beat the Ravens. The defense is really going to have to step up, which, again, they only allowed 14 points to the Browns, but it is 50-year-old Joe Flacco who is either throwing 90-yard touchdowns or 99-yard interceptions. There's no in-between, and he threw a lot of interceptions for touchdowns. Defense pass interference uh, uh, is what's in-between, actually. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Got unlucky. This was the one game that was bound to happen with Joe Flacco. You know it's going to happen a couple of times, and and it's the one time that it happened. It was, for it was this a season. good little story, but it wasn't realistic for the playoffs. Um, knew, AFC, we knew this was going to happen. Had a, what? We knew this was going to happen. I was hoping. Yeah. I was hoping they'd at least get to play the Ravens. I thought that would be cool story for Joe Flacco, but it's just not meant to be. C.J. Stroud is 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 coming for the crown. AFC got hit hard at quarterback this year and the like the 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 actual good teams ended up making the playoffs. So I think maybe you you might be able to swap the Dolphins for the Bengals, um but the Bengals got the short end of the stick on that one. Um the, at least we know Miami can't play in cold weather and that's nothing surprising. So <laughs> Sunday was a tale of two tapes, Tybo. We had a historical matchup and I mean, not in the game like it was a classic, but two teams that have been a part of this league for a while and have gone head to head quite a few times in the playoffs. It was the Packers and the Cowboys. And you're the only one who saw this one coming. Everyone should have seen this one coming because the Cowboys are hot garbage outside of the regular season. It is, there's a reason they're part of the NFC least. But it's it, it just so happens it's, it's the Packers again. The Packers are like in the it, it, in the last five to ten years, they're the reason for the Packers 
getting bounced from the playoffs almost every time. Like they are, they are the Dallas Cowboys kryptonite and it's the most hilarious thing to watch. It's so funny. Cause this, it, it, it's starting to become like the chiefs are the same for like the bills. Maybe, maybe the Bengals we'll see. The but, Colts used to be that way for us. The Colts used to be that way for quite a few teams, <laughs> but even when the Packers are barely making the playoffs, they're barely over 500. They still walk into Dallas, a number two seed. They've got 12 wins on the season, and Dallas can't do anything. Dak Prescott, like Jerry Jones, not only do you, should you get a new head coach that we talked about in a previous segment, uh, if you're listening on YouTube, go check that one out. You also need to fire or trade Dak. He's clearly not that good. He's great in the regular season, fantastic. But when the games matter most, when you have to rely on the number one position in the NFL, he cannot get it done. He can't get on the same page with the best receiver in the NFL. I'm taking CeeDee Lamb. We've had this conversation. I don't care. I'm taking CeeDee Lamb for everybody. A stupid comment to say, man. That's like that's such a that's such a dumb statement. Like I can't. It's so true. It's not. Because he made because look at what he's made Dak Prescott look. He's made Dak Prescott look like an MVP there's, candidate. Everybody there's never, never in Dak the to win the MVP this season, and then he goes and chokes because. Hey, shut up! What, never in the NFL's history has has there been a best wide receiver in the league on the Dallas Cowboys. Never in NFL's history. They might have had the second best receiver. They might have had the third best receiver. They've never had the best receiver in the NFL. Signed, sealed, delivered. When Des Bryant, when Des when Des Bryant was on the Cowboys, fucking Calvin Johnson was better than his ass. Okay. When Michael Irving was on the Cowboys, I don't know. Somebody else was better than his. <laughs> Some, I don't know who, but somebody really who was who was better than Michael Irving. When he was playing. I don't know. Was he playing at the same time as Jerry Rice? <laughs> That's what I'm looking up. <laughs> he, played, he played from 88 to 99. Okay. Yeah. 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 Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice came into the league a little bit late, like in his career. He played from 85 to 2005 when he was on a practice right, squad. So yeah, they played. They played at the yeah, same. So time. Jerry Wright, Jerry Rice was better than Michael Irvin. There, I said it. I know football history. You're not wrong, but nobody's better than Ceedee Lamb now. So yes, yes, they are. There's a, there's a handful of guys that are better than Ceedee Lamb. Not a one. Ceedee Lamb is top ten. Ceedee Lamb's top ten, and he's not two through eight, two through ten. It's Ceedee Ceedee Lamb is six. Name him. Name him. Name the five better than him. <clears throat> Don't make me do this. You're gonna cry. Name the five him, better than I'll him. Put a, I'll put C.D. Lamb at ten, bro. <laughs> You'd I'll be dead it, wrong. I'll put his ass behind Braxton Berrios. <laughs> um, Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson, uh, A.J. Brown. AJ Brown's not better than T.D. Lamb. What were his numbers this yes, year? He is. It doesn't matter the numbers. He, I'm still AJ Brown is a better receiver. No, six straight games. Six straight games of 125. And yards. then what? 
still at over a thousand yards this season. What are you bitching about? He. Mm. Mm. We're gonna do this. I'd still take Devontae Adams over CeeDee Lamb's dumbass. It's highly debatable. If you're just looking at stats, like it's not I'm I'm not gonna have this argument with you. Like C D had like four hundred more yards. I don't care. Congratulations. Dak had to throw it a lot. Typical Cowboys fashion. They blow it. Jordan I'll Love, are Stephon, you are I'll we back? Stephon Diggs over CD Lamb. Do you, are you on the Jordan Love hype train? No. No. You know you, you know my you know my thoughts on Jordan Love, dude. You still after the way that he's played this season, very identical stats to a future Hall of Fame quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, if not better stats than Aaron Rodgers had in his first year. Still not on that hype train. You don't think that uh, that the Green Bay Packers could walk in and beat the 49ers this upcoming week? I think they could. I think it would take a perfect game. Um, they're cl- I mean, they're, they're the clear underdog. Um, if San Francisco takes them lightly or comes out flat, Green Bay can shock them for sure. Um, but no, I'm not, I've never been on the Jordan love hype train. I'm not on the Jordan love hype train and I'm never going to jump onto it. I promise you never. Um, If he ends up being a one or two Super Bowl ring winning quarterback and has a hall of fame trajectory career, I, I guess I'll eat my words later on, but Jordan love doesn't have any kind of it factor. Um, Jordan love can get scared easily. Um, I think he just needs a couple, not a couple. He needs a, he needs a season of like a good, like ass beaten and, you know, he'll quit. He'll quit like Andrew Luck. Andrew, Andrew took like five years of beatings, maybe more than that. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew tried. You can't say that he didn't. Uh, he'll, he'll break a he'll break a clavicle, come back in the first game of the season. He's like, "Yeah, I uh, I retire." <laughs> Typical cowboy fashion. Nobody is ever worried about them in the playoffs. Uh, you get what you deserve when you call yourselves America's team and have done nothing in the last thirty years. This is what you get, Cowboys fans. Hope to never see or hear from you again, but I know we will. Because you're delusional. The video of the little kid that's named Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> that one was good. There was also a, a lady uh, absolutely drunk and on all fours puking on the concourse at AT&T Stadium. You also deserve that. Stay glassy, Dallas. The game that Dallas was area. the best of the weekend, the best game of the weekend, ended in one point, Tybo didn't pick the spread right, although he did pick the correct team to win. We all knew the Lions were going to win. Uh, he just couldn't pick. Did you? You just couldn't pick. I mean, I said the Lions were going to win. I just said they weren't going to get the spread. And I was right. 
the Lions, for the first time in 30 years, get a playoff victory at home. They do it against their former quarterback, who got absolutely destroyed by the Lions' defense, much like he got destroyed by many defenses while think, playing for the Lions. Do you think he got knocked out in that little clip? I so so that was I I watched that clip live. Or I I watched it happen live. I watched the game. You were asleep. I watched it live, Shut and up. I thought, you oh, you didn't have to. Throw, you know, I didn't. Have, I didn't need to catch that stray. Nobody, <laughs> nobody else needed to know that. I slept through the best game of the weekend. <laughs> I fucking I napped and woke up at like midnight and just stayed up the rest of the night. I I mean, I, it wasn't like a nap anymore. I, like I slept. You slept like six hours. Yeah. <laughs> he calls me at. 12.15. I, I fucked up. I, yeah, you did. You did. Uh, but no, so I watched it live and I thought, ah, that's that that's not a good hit. But he popped back up really quickly, looked like he was shaken up, but a, but a typical big hit. And then I saw the clip again on Twitter, maybe like the next day. And I I didn't even look to think about what his face looked like. Um, I was looking to see if it was actually a penalty because a lot of people were saying this isn't a penalty right. and, and it wasn't on, on, I believe it was Aiden Hutchinson, but to me it was on the defensive Aiden Hutchinson tackle. Hutchinson was the guy that drove him into the other guy that then. The defensive <laughs> tackle comes in and just takes Lights his head out. It, it wasn't a body shot. It was just goes straight oh. for his head. And it was probably incidental. I think he was getting pushed from well, behind, yeah. but. Yeah. That's like tough to also stop the ball hit, doing right there. The ball was also out for three seconds by that point. Like even if somebody pushes you, you don't dip down into a guy that's already falling down, like directly into his helmet. Uh, I know it's hard to change. Listen, I played football. I know that's hard, but we can we can modify how we're falling even when we're pushed. Sometimes, uh, either way. When I went back and somebody called out that he had been knocked out, I did go back and look at it. He 100% was knocked out. There was not for one second when I actually looked at his face. His eyes rolled in the back of his head. I thought they just kind of like curled up to the left like he was no. like staring at he somebody was... real hard. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was staring at something real hard, the back oh, of his brain. Man. Yeah, he was a hundred percent knocked think, out. Man, he's gotta he's gotta he's gotta hang it up soon, dude. <laughs> He is undoubtedly. You go back I think and watch that is... clip where he separated his sh- shoulder and stayed in for like the the last part of the game. Like mm-hmm. as a line, the dude, the, the dude Huff. needs to hang it up. <laughs> He's taken so many hits. He is a warrior out there. He'll stay in. Like he he really appreciates his teammates that were out there. He fought for that city who just booed him. And that's why he got on the on the podium. And that when they asked him how he felt for his city, he said, I I'm happy for the for the guys on the team. Fuck Detroit, basically. Like he got booed, his wife got booed, his his kids got booed in the stands. Sorry to you, Matt Stafford. I think it's time for you to hang it up very, very soon. Uh, congratulations to the Detroit Lions. You deserve this. Jared Goff, you're still a trash quarterback. I mean, okay, quarterbacks have been booed for lesser, okay? <laughs> All right, you – we – If he didn't ask for that trade, Matt, the, Matt the Castle, Detroit Lions listen, aren't where they are. 
Matt Castle took us to a 10 and 6 season, won AFC player of the month in October of whatever fucking season he was the best. And he we we booed the shit out of him one time when he got injured. Like we were happy to see his ass get off the field. Like he had have... also yeah, he did that and then he also had for the next 4 seasons a losing record and 70 interceptions. People have booed for less. If if Trent Green would have would have left the Chiefs in the early two thousands, gone and won a Super Bowl, and we had to play his ass in a playoff game, you know, you know, Arrowhead would be loud as hell with the booze. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I don't I don't necessarily mind the booze towards the player towards the. You you even said before the game like boo him while boo him while he's playing, but after he hangs it up, like that's when you honor him, that's like. Fair. Yeah. Hanging in the rafters don't, and shit. <laughs> don't, don't boo the wife and kids. Yeah, that's a little, I mean, but that's Detroit. That's that's Detroit. That's Philly. That's KC, low-key. It's that's... a bunch of just, a, eh, no, that's not KC, low-key. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. <laughs> Whose kids are we booing? Whose kids are we booing? We, we got those Whose people, kids are we booing? We got those people at the stadium and don't. don't... I, everybody, everybody has those people at the stadium. Uh there's there's especially sometimes Philly. just the embodiment <laughs> of the entire family. And that would be Philly, Detroit, Boston. Boston. Detroit, you dirty bastards. Uh congratulations. You get to get smacked in the next round. I'm kidding. Who do you guys play? Uh the Bucks. Oh yeah, you're getting smacked next round. Baker Mayfield. Bud. Oh my god. Maker Mayfield. Going for another four hundred on you. Oh my god! It better uh, your your confidence in him better show in in the pick'em. We'll see. We'll see. We'll. See. I, I don't know how confident I am in it right now. We're just we're just razzing, we're just razzing the lines right now. Monday's games, uh, we had moved due Snooze to fests. the weather. Uh, it was it, it it ended up being a snooze fest. They were uh, Steelers and the Bills. I really don't want to touch on this long because I hate both teams. Uh, Steelers, you deserve one. Steelers, you deserve everything that comes to you. Uh, now that you're hot garbage, you deserve to not even have a winning season. The Steelers had I a hope... great defense that was hinged highly on one player, and he wasn't playing in this game. They were not going to win this game from the get go. I hope Mike Tomlin leaves. You deserve a shitty head coach. Uh, you you are very much like Philadelphia fans, just awful. And you deserve all of the negativity that you this don't like team the, has been getting. You don't like the Yinzers? I, um, you know, I don't know. I can't say I can't say anything bad about the people. Mainly just your team because you beat the Chiefs for so long. Um, that's why I don't like you. I've got less of a problem with Pittsburgh and more of a problem with Indianapolis. As a team, sure. I, I, I think we have I plenty can't. of regular season wins against Pittsburgh. Plus, we also beat the ever-loving breaks off of Ben Roethlisberger his last season in the that playoffs. Was, that was beautiful. I think that was enough revenge for me. Like I, The rest of it didn't matter. Like, we... Yeah. We dog walked him in in the playoffs and and made him retire. That's true. We said, true. "Hey, you you don't belong here anymore." We still we still have to get back uh, at the Colts a couple times over. 
Uh yeah. I I hope they can I hope they can get good enough to make the playoffs one one of these days. You know? Crush their hopes and dreams. Yeah. Uh, but this game, the Steelers, they got within one score at one point and then absolutely pissed it away. Uh, Mason Rudolph, why he was ever in the game. I, I, yeah, he had a couple hot weeks. Fine, whatever. You get in the playoffs. If you're calling Kenny Pickett your franchise quarterback, you don't bench your franchise quarterback going to the playoffs. Like, that's the dumbest statement I've ever heard in my entire life. He's our franchise quarterback. You staying on the bench. If, Shut up. If, if uh, What are we doing? If your franchise wants to perpetually be fucking nine and eight. <laughs> eight and <nine. laughs> that's what, dude, I love Mike Donald. He's got to leave. He's got to go. Get hey, out of If Pittsburgh, there's anybody else on that team else. that wants to that wants to jump ship, uh, Chiefs trade for George Pickens, please. Sure. Deontay Johnson. I'd, I'd take nah, a number nah. of their. I'd take a number of their wide receivers. Pickens. Uh, Bills got an easy win. The bad note for them is they just lost their entire linebacking core. I think they're on linebacker number three and number four, if not four and five. Uh, they lost another corner. Um, they've got some big injuries that happen. I think they lost an offensive lineman. We'll have to see if any of those guys come back. That's good news for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we hate Bills for it to gonna... go like that, but I don't, we didn't come away with any injuries out of that last game, did we? Uh, we did not come out of uh, that last game uh, with any injuries in the playoffs or the last game with the Bills, uh, if that's – I'm not sure no, exactly which one about, here. Talking about our, our game. <laughs> with the playoffs. Okay, yeah, no, we we – uh, we did not come out uh with any major injuries. So, yeah, I. We're good. That, that's, we also have we two days healthy. of rest, extra. Yeah, I was gonna say we were healthy coming into the playoffs. That health stayed the same. Um, that speaks to a lot of things about our team. I hate that it comes down to stuff like that. I would, I would love to beat the Bills at their at their best. Um, but I'm not going to complain about any edge up that we get. We were also down three of our best players when we played them in the regular season is one thing to to think about. We didn't have Nick Bolton. We didn't have Drew Tranquil. We didn't have Isaiah Pacheco. So, oh, dude, you know, it's, it's only fair. This time. The Bills beat us in the regular season and they can't beat us in the playoffs. I'm not, I'm the Bills are a good team, but I'm not, I'm, it's kind of like the Dolphins. I'm not stressing that hard. I'm, we're going to, we're going to play them hard. If we take them lightly, I, I, I would lose a lot of respect for players on the team. Um, but, yeah, I I saw I saw a tweet earlier that uh showed a film of Tom Tom Brady in that 2018 AFC Championship game just looking around at the crowd, right? And the the, the tweet said it's like as a Chiefs fan, I remember this feeling so bad and I want to give it to Bills fans or however they worded it. And I was like, yeah, I would love to give that to Bills fans. That feeling <laughs> sucked. And I we're gonna we're gonna hand them a giant a giant pot of that. Big old we're gonna, we're gonna stir it up. It's gonna get nice hot and bubbly, and we're just gonna force feed it down their throats. They got they got two to less days of rest. They're talking about another two to three feet of snow in Orchard Park. They're they're talking about the weather um uh come come Sunday for the game is gonna be minus three. Ooh, we just played minus 30. We're whining. Get your players out there. Be ready to get your butts banked, Bills. Are you are you beginning to see my vision of the playoff revenge tour, even though we didn't have to get revenge against the Dolphins? 
I'll say this. Pro- like I said earlier in the season, and you you know it, Sean knows it, all the homies in the group chat know it. I was not confident in the Chiefs. Was not. <clears throat> and if the Bills were fully healthy, I'm not sure if I would be as confident as I am right now. But going against the Bills in this capacity uh, with two full extra days of rest, fully healthy, I am much more confident that we will win and not just win. It might be ugly against the Bills in their home in this playoff. I am very, I am worriedly confident in how that game will turn out. Hey, uh, you know what's not ugly? What's that? My top five this week. Hey, yo. Ayo. Um, don't really know what made me decide to do this, uh, but my top five this week is my top five female sports personalities. This will include reporters, analysts, any title you want to uh, slap on there. If they're a female on TV involved with sports, they are up for this top five. Um, the least ugly of the list, I'm going to put it honorable mention because this list is not about looks. This list is about how well they do their jobs, how they know sports, and just like my overall thought of their personality. But uh, my, my honorable mention is Holly Kiram, um, just because she's bad. <laughs> she's hot. Uh, number five. Did you say she... Holly Karam? Yeah, Molly. God damn it! Did I say that's a fine? You said Did Holly. I... Run the tape back. God damn it, Molly Karam. Did I say Holly? <laughs> you said Holly. I was so I confused. I was that's... like Holly. I don't know a Holly. This guy, thrown top five. Come on, dude. Listen, this happens to stoners. Okay, you can't. You can't get you can't get upset at me. Molly Hiram. Famous mediator on first take. She's hot. Okay, that's why she's my honorable mention. Number five. This lady has skyrocketed uh to number five on my list um since I didn't know her until a little bit ago. Um Serena Winters, sideline reporter for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, the no look dap uh, that ha- was completed this year with Jarrett Allen. Um, players like her, respect her. Um, so that tells me a little bit about her character and the dap, the no look dap, the mic, the hand switch in the middle, you know, not losing a beat, doing her actual job and still dapping a player up like it's the cherry on top. She's number five. Number four, Carissa Thompson. Um, Don't think I'm just cherry picking the popular ones out here. Um, Carissa Thompson is funny. Anybody who can quote the meet the parents line, well, I've got nipples. Can you milk me? (laughs) If she can say that line on national television, um, she's a good one. uh, She's funny in my book. Uh, I, I, I would like to hang out with Carissa Thompson. Number three, um, also want to hang out with this chick, um, Doris Burke. 
Doris the Burke goat. was not on my radar um, a long time ago, um, but until the video surfaced of her dribbling a basketball in heels and like she's got that she's she got moves. She knows she knows what she's doing with a basketball in her hand. Uh, I wasn't going to go there because I respect Doris Burke. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of NBA players uh, respect her because she got game. And I don't know if I could be her one-on-one. Number two, um, when it comes to sports knowledge um, about the sport that she's like super, super interested in, this being basketball, um, I don't know if there's another analyst that truly beats her. Um, she is a Spurs fanatic, started in San Antonio, um, knows Greg Popovich decently well, Michelle Beadle. Um, she has pugs. I follow her on Instagram. Um, she, she's got like a family of pugs, uh, that she takes care of. Um, and I like pugs so that I think, you know, we got that in common, you know, uh, <laughs> but she typically goes above and beyond to prove a point. Um, she's well-researched. She knows what the hell she's talking about. Um, but she, it's not just basketball either. Like she, she dabbles in just about everything from hockey to soccer to football, you know, um, number one, childhood favorite hated to see the way she had to leave, um, the media, I guess in general, uh, back in the day, uh, ha thankful that she was brave enough to come back. Um, and continue to put out the level of work that she does. Uh, Aaron Andrews, Shout EA, out. classic. Um, I'm I tried to listen to Aaron Andrews and uh, Carissa Thompson's podcast uh, a few times. It's just it's way too girly for me, but uh, I I respect the hell out of Aaron, Aaron Andrews, and uh, yeah, she still she still delivers like she's still. I point her out when she's on screen. I wish she was back in that prime time. Hopefully she can, she could get like, obviously she's not doing small time bits. Um, she's, she's still pretty mainstream, but I'm hoping to see her get back more into the limelight as she was uh, prior to, to having to step away from the media uh, because she, as a sideline reporter is, I, I think how good she was is why the the sideline re reporter became as big as it is today because of how good she was at being able to gather information, create those relationships, and then deliver very quickly the really, really detailed and, and good information. Not that it's necessarily good for the viewer because it, I mean, what do we know? But how she was able to get that and deliver that um, and provide those updates um, in between half times, quarters, the interviews, everything. It, she is the main reason why sideline reporting is where it is today. Um, and some of those people are able to get paid the way they are. Look at, uh, 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 is it, is it Chris Thompson? She does the sideline reporting for, for Amazon. Yeah. She's, yeah. So she's on, she's on the panel with uh, Richard Sherman. And yeah. Patrick. Yeah. Not, not that, not that, 
obviously Carissa isn't doesn't have her own body of work, but I think Aaron Andrews was able to pave the way. So so uh, you know Carissa could paid those millions and millions of dollars from from Amazon, uh, and then everybody else will keep just shelling out millions of dollars for sideline reporters in their gigs. So hopefully Aaron Andrews long long winded, but hopefully Aaron, Aaron Andrews can hit the spotlight again. I think she likes where she's at. I don't know. Do we? Are we going to talk about Eagles Bucks? Oh yeah, we were getting there. So yeah, we I mean, were getting. I know there. you're. I know you've been salivating. You just, dude, dude. about about ready so, to foam with the mouth. I just, how... make a Bayfield baby. E- Eagles crumbled harder than I than I expected. Uh, of course, I I made that pick thinking. AJ Brown would probably still play. Even uh, if he Monday had played, Smith. it wouldn't have mattered because he's not that good. And uh dude, Jalen Hurts. God, it's suck just, an egg or something, dude. You have this the wildest takes. Like you How can how can you demand perfection out here, man? Like I don't I don't football's hard at that level, man. Sometimes <laughs> I just do it to get under your skin, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, when we picked these games, we didn't know AJ Brown was gonna be there. Um or wasn't going to be there. This is the this is sad that it's uh it's gone this way for a fan favorite, Jason Kelsey, who is is now re- retired, according to Adam Schefter. I wish everybody would have respected Jason Kelsey in the way that he deserved it to be able to put out that information on his own, whether it be on his podcast or a press release, however he wished to do it and not coming out from, from Adam Schefter. Uh, I respect the hustle, but um, let's, let's be respectful in those moments, Adam. Sad waiting for it, for it to turn out for him though. Uh, Philly, you deserve Look, to get this ass whooping. Uh, Jason Kelsey, you don't. Whatever's happening in that locker room. It ha- because nobody assumes or sees those problems at the when they're playing in the Super Bowl against us the previous year. Okay, so whatever's happened between then and now that the Eagles were just able to absolutely crumble like this, Jason Kelsey does not need to be involved in. So it sucks that that's the way. He's got that the that the way his the end of his oh my god the end of his career is going, but Jason Kelsey's not going to be remembered for that. So, I think it's a good time for him to hang his hat up. Yep, yep. And who knows what's going to happen with Sirianni? Um, did he lose the locker room? Did he not lose the locker room? There's a lot of conflicting information. AJ Brown came out obviously before the game that that. You know, Sirianni. I, didn't, I wasn't. I didn't want to admit that that was happening, but when the AJ Brown stuff comes out, you, I don't know what else to think. Well, AJ AJ had an interview prior to this playoff game and saying that Nick Sirianni had the locker room, and then shortly after, AJ Brown deletes every Eagles post on it's easy every for social to say media one platform thing and then mean do thing or exactly. Yeah, exactly. So who knows what's happening? Uh, Jalen Hurts was the subject of a lot of uh, bad mouthing on the sideline by Dallas Goddard and many other players uh, that were there. Sirianni looks like he had lost the team. So we'll we'll have to see what happens with Philly. Uh, That is one hell of a way 
to crumble. Go 10 and one, think you're going back to the Super Bowl and win one game. It's almost from there inconceivable, on out. man. It's it's very strange. It's it's like a Super Bowl hangover that was delayed and it's on steroids. And it's not like this Tampa Bay team is is very good. They're barely over 500. They yeah. only make the playoffs because they win their division. Um Baker Baker has had the best season of his career, but that defense was was Is this was statistically better than his statistically this was statistically a career high for him. Uh, touchdowns, uh, touchdown to interception ratio, yardage, everything. This was a a, a, a his number one year, uh, comparatively. Well, good, good for him, and good for you. I know your jaw must be hurting right now. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if Mike Evans will return. That we they don't have to worry about that right this second. Um, the defense. Finally decided to step up. Who knows? Maybe they were waiting to do that uh, all, all year. Maybe this is who the Tampa Bay Bucks defense is. I think we left this game with more questions about what's to come next because we know from previous seasons, like th- this team hasn't had much turnover from when Tom Brady was there. Was Tom Brady just that bad? Was the offensive the offensive line has gotten better, um, but have they gotten that much better? Uh, has the defense finally turned over a leaf from where they were at? most of the season being really bad and actually they're really good or were the Eagles just that horrific on offense? Again, a lot more questions that we walk away with after this game than, than actual answers on who the Tampa Bay Bucks really are. I mean, the, the defense isn't exactly the same, but they have a small handful of the same playmakers that were on that Super Bowl team. The core uh, is there. Devin White, um, I've always liked Jamel Dean in the secondary, um, but I know they've lost different pieces in the secondary since, like, we claimed Mike Edwards. I mean, not claimed, traded, whatever the hell. Like, we got Mike Edwards. He's a free agent. Free agent. Um, so they've been they've been mixing and matching a little bit, but, they, I mean, they have a core of, of playmakers on that defense that have, you know, been battle-tested. Um, still got so, Vita Bea. Still got Antoine yeah. Winfield Jr., like still, still got the main core guys that can get the job done out there. Absolutely. So I, you know, I I think they've turned it on. They've got a they've got a pretty good head coach in Todd Todd Bowles. Is that right? Bowles. Todd Bowles. Bowles. Yeah. Wow, that's a fine for me. Go ahead and mark that. Let's one go. Up. You're giving <laughs> away. Um, Todd Bowles got a. You know, hasn't had the greatest tenure as a head coach prior to to taking over Tampa Bay, but he's a very good defensive guy. He's very smart. He knows how to put players in place. And let me tell you, Tybo, did you watch the game? Were you taking another nap? Uh, no, I I was working. Uh, okay, I, I have I, not I, seen. I looked at the in the fourth quarter on my way home. I looked at the score and I was like, I'm not even going to put this on. This is this is not my bias speaking. Because obviously there is a Baker bias. I, this is not my bias speaking. That is the best I've ever seen Baker Mayfield play. <laughs> I'm not like his. They should have scored. An, they should have scored another three touchdowns. Mike Evans dropped it. Uh, uh, Otto, Otto, the 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 tight Kate end. Otten. Kate Otten. There we go. Uh, dropped another 
two touchdowns, I think it was. Like they 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 were dropping passes all over. There was more zip on the ball that I had ever seen. It was accurate to the numbers in double coverage. The DBs were trying to jump well, routes, yeah, and the I balls mean, were just they they were just he had thrown the smelling salts with him. He had he had the smelling salts with the, him. The like old the Zimbabwe's. Was, he was probably. I don't know if he had those, but he there was the video of him walking down the tunnel with the smelling salts. Smelling salts. There yeah. there were pictures of, of him with Zin in his pocket at practice all week. Yeah, so you I knew saw, he I was going that, off. Yeah. Um hey, Yeah, I he played I, great. I think I think a motivated baker that's playing with a little extra fire is, is great TV. Um but hey, if we get to meet the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, uh and we're playing Baker <laughs> Mayfield in the Super Bowl, you best believe I'm gonna be talking shit all week because we're gonna tear that ass up. Listen, we played the Browns right after the Browns had the playoff victory with Baker Mayfield for the first time. And I I was talking shit. Baker ain't gonna win nothing. If it comes to Baker and the Chiefs, it's always the Chiefs. Always the Chiefs. Shut up. <laughs> Just because I think we might lose sometimes doesn't mean I ain't no fan. Fan is short for fanatic, not dick writer, Ibo. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, listen, the divisional I round. Red, actually. <laughs> My blood is about the color that's on that jersey. <laughs> If it wasn't, we'd be having questions. I'd be having a lot of questions for you. Yep. We've got some really, really good games coming up in the divisional round. We've got two on Saturday, two on Sunday. The Sunday night game is not at 7.30 like it typically is. It's at 5.30. That's weird. I don't like it. We'll have to see. There's got to be something else happens. coming on after the, after, the, after the game that networks want us to watch. <laughs> and who knows? Something may catch, get Catch this show after the football. And who knows? Something weird may be happening with the weather and the game could get pushed in Buffalo. We'll have to wait and see what's going on there, but make which, sure to which day do we play? We play on Sunday at five 30. We got the night game on Sunday. Shoot. That may get moved due to the weather. But make sure to join us at the end of this week. As we give you the preview for every game happening in the divisional round until next time. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.